What's going on? And welcome in to episode 37 of the Seattle Super Pod. I'm Sammy, and George was with me today, but he's not here for the intro. But this was a pure Seattle Seahawks podcast. We did our new format, which is three questions each, and then one big question. And then we went through some of your tweets, um, which is kind of exciting stuff. Now, um, you can follow us at the Sports on Tap on all platforms, at San Seattle at all platforms, and you can find us at the Sports on Tap. If you want to find our podcast content, you can always go to at pod that on Instagram and Twitter. And that's where our betting picks for the week are going to be posted tomorrow morning on Twitter and Instagram at pod that are five bets of the week. So please tell a friend, give us a, give us a like uh, on, on social media, uh, review on iTunes. All of it helps. And we really appreciate you. And after this quick little ad, the episode will begin. We have our Seattle super pod. Um, go Seahawks and happy blue Friday. Peace. Welcome in to episode 36 or 37 of the Seattle Super Podcast. It's part of the That Being Said podcast with the Jarjour Bros. I'm Sammy and I got George here with me and we're doing our Seattle version today um, because it is Blue Friday and the Seahawks game is coming up on Sunday night. George, welcome in, brother. Thank you. Thank you, man. Um, You know what? Blue Friday and my favorite thing about this weekend is that we are playing primetime Sunday night football. We are the showcase game. We won't be having like 25 things going out of red zone. It's literally all eyes on Century League field with no fans. I I prefer it. I genuinely prefer it. <laughs> Me too, of course. I mean, you, we all do. I think everyone enjoys primetime games in general. Yeah. I mean, you should. It's always a fun game. I mean, I enjoyed last night, for example, right? Regardless of it being Seahawks or not. And for those that don't know, this is brought to you by the Sports on Tap. Um, and like I said, it's episode 35 or 36, George, of the Seattle Super Pod, which, but it's episode 648 of our That Being Said podcast. And what people don't know, if you only listen to our Seattle version, whether you're live right now or listening on the pod, is we have a new format for all podcasts, George. Yep. Uh, and you hear me fine when I'm this far, because I know you've been saying my mic can be loud sometimes. So I just was wondering, this is way more comfortable. Yeah, we have a new version of a podcast, what Sammy was saying, and it's really fun. So what we were doing is we call them three questions and one big question. So I have three questions I pose for Sammy. Sammy has three questions he poses for me. And then we have one big question, which is a kind of the main topic of a show that comes at the end. And then we go through b- about five of each of our favorite tweets that we found from around the Twitter sphere. Tweets of the week, tweets of the day. With the Seahawks, it's always going to be kind of tweets of the day on Sundays and tweets of the week on Fridays, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot of tweets, I think, that are in regards to last Sunday more than anything. Um, now, George, uh, let's just get this show on the road. That's kind of why yeah. I like this format because it kind of gives you a way to get going, right? Exactly. And to start every episode, George, you know what we do? Heads or tails. Heads or tails. And then the winner of heads or tails gets to determine if they are kicking or receiving. All right. Let's see here, George. What do you pick? Um, all right. I'm 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 going heads. 
And today it is heads. Today you got it. All right, I'm kicking off. So, George is kicking off, which means I am going first on our three questions. No, that means so, I, I'm kicking off. So, yeah, exactly. So, for those, once one last time to explain for those. I'm going to do one question. George is going to do one back and forth till we both do our three questions. Then we get to our one big question of the week uh, for this Seattle Super Pod. And then we'll get to 10 Seattle-oriented tweets. Because go Seahawks and go Seattle. Happy Blue Friday. Um, my first question, George. Let's bring it up. We're talking a lot about this week, probably about Russell Wilson and his underratedness and all these different things, right? It's, it's a common topic. Uh, my common topic today is going to be, is DK Metcalf already one of the most underrated wide receivers in the league? And I'm, I'm playing fantasy football, and I know no one gives a damn about my fantasy football team, but it's a good example that you know, I'm looking at this trade because I lost Le'Veon Bell, and then I got this trade that's Julio Jones and uh, a running back and somebody else, and I get DK Metcalf and a couple running backs, and I'm looking at the production numbers. Somebody like DK Metcalf, and that probably, it could be because he, you know, he has Russell Wilson or the system he's in, but he puts up similar numbers to a guy like Julio Jones. And forget numbers for a second. DK Metcalf, to me, if there's a if there's a, a list of ten receivers that I'm trusting the most for this week to put up numbers, I think DK Metcalf already falls on my top ten or fifteen list of the guys I trust to put up seven catches, hundred yards, and a touchdown. Do you think he's he might already be slightly underrated? Well, the question was: Is he the most underrated wide receiver in the league? Absolutely not. I don't think DK is underrated at all. I think he's actually pretty appreciated now. And I think that's because he kind of went viral before like the draft and everyone knows who he is. He's that big buff guy, plays with Russell Wilson. And I think that's why, I mean, if you go look at everyone's projections this year, it's everyone's like, oh, DK is going to be huge. Or, oh, the, the uh, Seahawks have one of the best wide receiver cores in the whole entire league. And that's because of DK Metcalf. So, no, I don't think he's underrated. He might be underrated in fantasy football terms. You might be right about that because of, like, the numbers he puts up are bigger. But I think everyone kind of understands around the National Football League that DK Metcalf is a really good player. I think fans see it. I think uh, media sees it. I don't think he's underrated at all. I think he's pretty properly rated. I think he... Uh, has an ability to be a top 10 wide receiver, top 15 wide receiver in the NFL um, this year. And then from there on out, it's going to just get better and better. I don't know where his ceiling is. I don't know if he, because uh, he's not going to get more athletic, right? Or he's not going to get stronger. I mean, he's probably like the most hard. The one thing with him is like, you know, he works so hard. You can see that just by the results that he gets from the weight room. So uh, how much better can he get? I don't know, but he's already, I think he's properly rated and I think he's really damn good. See, I'm still in the theory that he might be just properly rated because we're in Seattle. I don't know how much love he gets outside of here. Uh, I just, I just, I think because last year statistically, he, he wasn't like a over, you know, he was, I think, 55th in yards, right? Like mm-hmm. he had seven touchdowns and all this. But I think that, because of his maybe his numbers not showing up and popping off the screen, we might, I don't know if we still don't appreciate, but I think you're right. He was kind of made fun of as a meme at first and then became like a star sort of in year one. And now I think it's kind of neutralized. It might be neutralized to the point where it's. And it might be very possible what you said, right? I mean, I'm not quite sure, but I mean, it's possible that 
we are in Seattle and we, I mean, we're both Seattle Seahawks fans. I'm not in Seattle currently, but in, in general, you know, you're we're Seattle Seahawks fans. So we consume a lot of Seahawks news. And I don't think anyone in the Seattle media, including our website, the sports on uh, we praise DK quite a bit. So I think maybe outside of this Seattle, they don't. So maybe I'm just saying, I don't think he's underrated because the stuff I consume doesn't underrate him. Yeah, I didn't say to Seattle underrated him. I said, is he underrated? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how the rest Big of the difference. country deals with him. We got George's first question coming up. And George, rock and roll. Will the lack of pass rush hurt the Seattle Seahawks versus Cam Newton and the New England Patriots on Sunday? Will the lack of pass rush? And let me just kind of uh, – clarify there i think the lack of pass rush didn't really hurt us against the falcons with an immobile quarterback like matt ryan he's i mean i know matt ryan can move around the pocket a little bit but he's not a uh, spring chicken that's going to run around and cause havoc versus cam newton we saw what he did to a pretty good miami dolphins defense rushed for two touchdowns he's elusive he's kind of uh hard to tackle and with us having the 32nd ranked defensive line in football Will the lack of pass rush in our defensive line's problems be a problem? Will, will it hurt us? Will Cam Newton punish us for that? Only reason I'd say no is because there's something about Jamal Adams, which we'll get to today, that he is he's not just a safety, right? Jamal Adams almost feels like a defensive back. Mm-hmm. and a safety well he's a defensive back and a, a <laughs> d lineman and a linebacker i mean the guy the the pass rush that that jamal adams had last week felt like more i guess more productive than we even got out of clowny all of last year right i mean like just the the action of him yeah. getting in the backfield so I'm not too concerned. That's not pass rush. I mean, that's him going out and making the tackle. I'm talking about pass rush because if you're having to blitz I mean, him, no, I'm talking about if he has to be I, part of your pass rush, that's a problem. I, I, okay, that's fine. But I'm just telling you, I'm not talking about him. You're saying that's just tackles. No, he was in the backfield as almost a pass rusher. I think he had three hits on the quarterback, which was the most on the Seahawks. And he had a sack and a half or whatever, which was the most on the Seahawks. He was playing like a basically a D lineman. I'm not saying that's the right way to have a defense be run. I'm just saying I don't feel like we're going to see that much of a lack of a pass rush because of how dynamic Jamal Adams has made the defense. And obviously it was a, and I know you saying Matt Ryan's no spring chicken, but that offense is not a bad offense either. Right. No, no, so not. I mean, they we, put over, they put up 400 yards passing on us. So no, they're not. And that's probably because our pass rush sucks. Yeah. But the, I'm not too concerned. I don't know if it's because our pass rush sucks that bad though. I, I think there's a little mix of last week, what we were doing with Jamal Adams, like you said, might hurt. The secondary, right? When you have to blitz him into the backfield all the time. But then again, if you have a scenario where you're going against somebody like Cam Newton, where I don't really trust Cam Newton's deep ball right now or his accuracy his entire career, maybe blitzing Jamal Adams that's a lot is going to slow down Cam Newton and we'll be fine over the top. And that's where it's going to be interesting. I think the really the interesting key here that you're bringing up too is what, like, okay, Cam Newton did that against the Dolphins last week, but like, what is Cam Newton? But is he going to – was it yeah, just we don't, coaching no, we last don't week? Know yet. I mean, there's – I think – I read a stat somewhere. I think Jamal Adams, you know, blitzed five or four times or five times a whole 
last week, and I, I just wonder how much is Cam Newton. I'm just wondering. How many times is he going to blitz, you said? Yeah, three, maybe. A lot more, I think, against Cam Newton. No, 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 absolutely not. You're going to say they're going to blitz him less this week in, over last week? Well, if Jamal Adams, you can't blitz with your safety more than three, four times a game or you're going to get exposed really quickly. I mean, a guy like Bill Belichick – He'll go over the top. He'll do play action. It's just you can't do it more than three, four times in a game maximum with a safety. Not saying blitzing. I'm saying blitzing with a safety. We'll see who's right about this one. I think it might be more because I think I don't think I I think you're underestimating what we have in in our defense right now, and like what's going to be the tricks up the sleeve. Because I think when we didn't re-sign Clowney, we have I think we have a lot of makeshift defensive things that we're doing, and I think one of them is going to be blitzing a lot. From the safety position. Question two. Wilson, Carroll, and Wagner. Bill Belichick called them the big three in Seattle. Do you consider Wilson, Wagner, and Carroll a big three? First of all, let's not fall for Bill Belichick's tricks here because all he's done this week is praise Russell Wilson and call us Wagner, Wilson, and Carroll the big three. This is right up what Bill Belichick does. You don't hear Bill Belichick usually praising people unless he has something up his sleeve. And to call us the big three with Wagner, Wilson, and Carroll is kind of funny. Like, <laughs> Carroll's a coach. Wagner plays defense. Wilson plays. It's no big three in football unless you're talking about like three linebackers or like a or the Cowboys where you had the quarterback, running back, wide receiver, big three. I mean, these guys are all doing different things. And no, I don't think they're a big three. I think they're three Hall of Famers and three really good people, but I don't like calling them a big three. And I just beware of Bill Belichick. He's praising us too much right now, and he has something up his sleeve. Like, I don't trust that guy. I don't think any of us trust Bill Belichick. When he's praising you, you know he's doing it for a reason. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't trust Bill Belichick as, as well. But I do want to say, I think one thing that you said is wrong. You said in football, there is no big three unless it's blah, blah, blah. Well, I think you, I think you kind of answered the question. You answered the question that if there was a big three, they can be considered one, right? Now, I think you're right when you said there is no big three in football. But like I said, if there was such thing as a big three, this can be considered a big three in some sense it, because football – I think what's the most valuable thing you could have in football, I feel like would be having the right quarterback, the right coach, probably the right like ownership group. And then probably yeah. next on defense would be having the right middle linebacker. And we yeah. have the three yeah. key things that you need to be a Super Bowl team. So I think if anybody is a big three in football, that is what would be made up of a big three. But I agree. It's not like basketball. There is no yeah. big three. So Bill Belichick's just trying to talk up the Seahawks this week. And, and I don't like it. something up his sleeve. Or he genuinely just appreciates. Because the Seahawks have become slightly like a Patriots organization. They have. Bill, Bill Belichick. Just beware of the Belichick. I'm not concerned about it this week. I'm going to be honest with you. George is question number two. All right, Sammy. How will no fans affect our home field advantage at Century League Field, which has been one of the best home field advantages in all of football? Um, well, first answer is, I don't know. Right. But second answer is maybe the most, the thing I'm the most intrigued about this season, 
is because forget it. The team itself, I'm not that intrigued. I, I like I'm so excited to watch the season, but I'm not that intrigued about like what is it gonna be? I know what we are. We have Russell Wilson, we have a great running back in Chris Carson, we have great receivers, our O line's gonna be iffy some games, and Russell's gonna have to run around. Defensively, I know we have great linebackers and a great secondary with an iffy uh, defensive line. We know that. None of that is in question, right? right? But what's the one thing that's in question for the Seattle Seahawks specifically is this team has probably the best home field advantage in football over the last six, seven years. And is it going to be greatly affected? And my first thought is probably, unfortunately, yes. Yeah, that's how I feel too. And it's like, how much? I'm not sure, but is it worth a point in Vegas? Absolutely. So I, in general, that's why I ask this question. Like a lot of people say, oh, home field doesn't matter. Well, it matters in the fourth quarter when it's loud as hell and it's raining in Seattle, cold, drizzly rain. Um, I don't think that's even like not this time of year, but just in general. It's yeah, your smoke. <laughs> yeah, it's your smoke. I mean, any word if the game's actually going to be played or not? I don't know, man. Like I said, Mariners got moved to San Diego for their for the series. So, will will the Seahawks play in yeah. the smoke? I'm not that sure. Yeah, I mean, has there been anything? I'm not. Into, has there been, I haven't really looked up reports. Has there been any like extra talk about them thinking of moving the game? Uh, NFL to Pete Carroll expects. Seahawks Patriots to play despite smoke-filled air. NFL to TNT, we are monitoring the Seattle air quality for the game. Will the Patriots Seahawks play? NFL monitoring the situation. They're basically monitoring it. So it looks okay. like the NFL is monitoring it, monitoring it, which means there has been discussion on the fact that like there's a possibility that it's there's an issue, right? Yeah, I'm just wondering. I had no idea. So I hope the game plays. Like, it sucks if it has to be postponed in this season. I don't know when you can redo it. Yeah. I mean, they'd fit it in. Probably on your bye week because this would be your bye week instead. Yeah, but then, you'd have, then the Patriots might have a different bye week. Yeah, you could push the playoffs back a game. Or see if it doesn't matter for the standings, you let it be. If it matters for standings, you don't. You know what I mean? Like, if the Seahawks weren't in the playoffs. Then just in general, I don't, I don't think many NFL games have been canceled in general, but I don't know. That's fair. No, I know what you mean, but I think you can figure it out. Um, there's probably never been a game that's just randomly canceled midday. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah my, but my first thought, George, is yes, it's going to be affected us because we have a loud crowd. Yep. Very simple. Question three for me. Question three is Jamal Adams. Was that the best debut for a Seahawks player we've watched in our lifetime? Not like ever because I don't know, but like, I don't know, like Russell Wilson's debut wasn't, I don't think, it wasn't like the most magnificent, he didn't like have like five touchdowns, but like Jamal Adams' impact last game might be the best debut I've seen for a player in a Seahawks debut in the sense of like, in the sense of what you, like the hype that goes into it, you saw him get on the field and it was just like, damn, Jamal Adams was on every play, he led the team in tackles, sacks, quarterback hits, um, uh, like everything. And he reminded me, I think we talked about this the other day, he reminded me of an Earl Thomas 2.0, but bigger. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I haven't actually really thought about it. Who is like the one player in Seahawks history that made a debut in a lifetime? Like I saw you post this question into the uh, into our pre-show uh, notes, and I was like, hmm, I'm trying to think. And 
maybe I'll have to like actually go back to the memory bank and remember who's if anyone's ever had a better debut or anything like that. So I, I'll say yes. Uh, it was a great debut, but maybe someone will be like, oh, yeah, don't you remember when uh, Ricky Waters, like that was in my life. I just don't know. So was it a great debut? Yes. Was it the best I've watched in my lifetime? Maybe. But does it, does it matter? I don't know. But what matters is we have him and he's a, he's a difference maker and he's he's probably the best safety in the game. He is the best safety in the game. I thought that last year with the Jets and and I think – we kind of saw it this week. I mean, the guy looks like, once again, he looks like Earl Thomas 2.0, but bigger. Um, and to answer the my question, George, it sounds like you're saying yes because you don't know if you've seen a better one. Well, yeah, I didn't even think about that during the game. It's never like I was like, oh, my God, what a debut. I was just like, oh, he's playing really well. See, I thought of that. I was like, so that's my like thought. That's the question, though, and you might be right. It could be the best in our lifetime. My thought during the game was like, okay, this was there was so much hype behind this. Like, remember the hype behind Jadavion Clowney, and it was kind of like it was fun. There was nothing like it was a little lackluster, right? Yeah. I mean, he had the great game against San Francisco, but in general, for how big of a deal it was, there was some like, eh, okay. Jamal Adams was like, another like it was like, wow, you lived up to the hype today. Yeah, fair enough. George's number question three. Last one. Does Pete have this game? Pete, as in Pete Carroll, just in case. Who's those Pete? One. Who's Pete? Does Pete Carroll have this game circled on the schedule as a revenge game for obviously the Super Bowl? I don't know if Pete Carroll's a revenge guy. I, I, that's how I feel too. I'm glad. I think we're on the same page here. You know what I, just I mean? A good question. Like, I just don't know if Pete Carroll's the type of dude that like. And I know that some people get tired of this this shit that he does, like the rah rah, like one day at a time, every day, and you win, like happiness, like. <laughs> but I think he actually lives it. Yeah, you I know mean, what I mean. I, maybe he goes overboard in the media. I don't think he goes around his day like if we lost a game, like oh well, hey, happy go lucky. Like I'm sure there's things. Yeah, I mean, he, does, he doesn't act like that to the media. You've seen yeah. him after a loss. He's disappointed after a loss, but he's very yeah. like. Coach, he's a, like he's a, he's a optimist, and I actually, and some people call me crazy, but I actually kind of compare Pete Carroll a lot to Bill Belichick in the way he does things and the way he talks. Even the only difference is Bill Belichick gives you a one-word answer in a monotone voice, while Pete Carroll will talk, 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 and never answer your question. It's just a lot of words with not much substance. Although. Bill Belichick actually does not give him that many one-word answers. Sometimes there's long-winded monotone yeah. with no answer as well. Kind of like Pete Carroll. Yeah. It's literally how 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 uh, Bill Belichick would say, we're on to Cincinnati. Pete Carroll's yeah. just like, here's the deal. We're on to Cincinnati. <laughs> like with some enthusiasm. Yeah, I mean, it'd be more like... If, if we lost last week, yeah, man, you know, the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, once, let me tell you a story about Boston. <laughs> I mean, no, he'd be somehow, like, let me tell you a story about the Falcons. That yeah, You're talking like then, Mike Leach almost. Let me tell you about Boston. That's like Mike Leach. Well, That's like just a whole... Boston because they're playing the Patriots this week. So then you end up oh, like getting to how we're playing the New England Patriots this week. And that would end up, and you'd never answer the question. So I think they're actually Bobby very Bill Check says, on to Cincinnati. Yeah, just two words. So, yeah, but I, I, I'm with you. He's not a revenge man. 
Yeah, like, and I don't think, because I think there are some coaches, like you said, that might literally be like that damn Super Bowl, like going into this week and kind of focus like on the Tom wrong thing. Might be someone like that. Yes, like he'll be, he'll and he'll say it to the media. He's like, I'll never forget what happened that Super Bowl. Bill Belichick and Pete Carroll are both the type of dudes that like there would be no chance to get words out of their mouth about the Super Bowl three years ago. Right. And there shouldn't be, right? Like, there's no way that, like, if you're Pete Carroll, are you really sitting there before this game be like, we got to get, man, remember what happened in the Super Bowl? Malcolm Butler, Malcolm Butler's not on the team anymore anyway. It's like, oh, man, Tom Brady went down the field. Oh, Tom Brady's not on the team. It's a completely different team. He's not even yeah. thinking about it. It's not, they're not the same anymore. So it's like, why worry about that? I type think of that stuff? there's like maybe from that game. I'm not joking. It might be just from on our team. Is it just Russ? No, there's probably and Bobby some Wagner, other. Russ, and Bobby and KJ. Possibly. <laughs> I'm yeah, thinking. I, I think can't. that's it. I'm sure there's some other people like maybe like like deep on the bench or like veteran guys that are just. I mean, there's more players on a football team than we even realize sometimes. There's, like, 30 right. guys that don't play. Uh, but, like, main guys, yeah. Yeah. KJ, Bobby, and Russ. That's it. And Marshawn. Marshawn was on the team last year, so almost. Last year, almost. yeah. <laughs> One big question for the day. Uh, Bill Belichick called Russell Wilson underrated. And he said more than just that. Technically, I think he said, I mean, he said a whole, he gave a whole spiel that, and that was the same quote, George, that where he said he's the big three and he had this whole spiel and I'm going to put it on the screen about the, I'm going to put on the, just the quote on the screen really quick from our page at San Seattle Instagram. Honestly, I think he's in a way underrated by the media or the fans. I don't know, but I don't really see anybody better than this player. It's funny how he even says it. I don't see anybody better than this player. He couldn't say Russell Wilson. Like he just the way he says things. Like I think it's funny. Uh, is he underrated? That's for you, Georgie. Man, this is a tough question because if you ask me this, maybe in the beginning of last season. I would say, yeah, he's underrated. But I think so many people talked about how underrated Russell Wilson is lately that he's become properly rated. I don't think he's overrated because I think he's – there's only three quarterbacks in the NFL that, you know, I would say that if someone called to make a trade, you hang up the phone, and that's Russ, Lamar, and Pat Mahomes today. I think they're in a um, class by themselves. And I think the rest of the country now realizes that. Now, do I think it's absurd he's never even received the first-place MVP vote? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's going to get him this year because now people talked about it so much. So I think he was – if you ask me this question or last year, I'd say, yeah, he's underrated. But now I think he's properly rated as undoubtedly one of the three best quarterbacks in the NFL uh, and no argument with it. You can – at all, zero. Yeah, I think um, for sure he's been underrated his entire career, like you're saying, because obviously to have no M, it's not even a first place MVP vote. He has zero MVP votes in his career. Like, there's not a single vote on an MVP ballot for Russell Wilson, which is pretty insane, right? That's a mistake. Yeah, like I mean, there's guys like Le'Veon Bell has votes, like Derek Carr, Dak Prescott, right? Like, it's a he's been wildly underrated. I, agree. I do think 
I, I, I would say right now he's pretty properly rated. I would say there's like a couple decimal points still that, that has him underrated. If we're talking like how 10 out of 10 properly rated, it's like at a 9 out of 10. I think he's almost yeah. there, but I think I saw a video today while I was going through our tweets for the tweets I was going to pick for this show today. Um, I saw some of I saw some of uh, Russell Wilson's uh, or some some of like the tweets about Russell Wilson going through Twitter, right? And Joy Taylor came up, who is on Colin Cowherd's show, and she's even talking about how, and this is somebody that's not a Seattle fan. She's on a Fox show, right? And mm-hmm. she said, if Russ, if Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson put on the passing performance in the clinic that Russell Wilson put up last week, it would be the number one headline on every show to open. Because he went 30 for 33 with four touchdowns. It was like the best pass rate. It was like, I think, a top two pass rate, top three pass rating of all time. If that was Lamar Jackson or Mahomes, maybe because they're more fun, maybe because they're better, they sell better, it would be the front headline. Or if Tom Brady did that in his debut with the Tampa Bay Bucks, it would have been talked about everywhere. Yeah, Russell Wilson is properly rated. I agree with you, but I do think sometimes he still doesn't get the uh, recognition as much. And that could be like the Tim Duncan effect in the NBA. He's a little more boring. Also be the fact that we're the Seattle Seahawks and uh, we are tucked away into the upper left corner of the United States, and we're in probably I think between up we have the farthest length of like by miles between us and the next NFL football team from any football team in the NFL. Okay. I mean, that that's a possible. <laughs> there it is. There it is. There's the possibility that it's like, why is Damian Lillard in the NBA not loved? Maybe because he's in Portland. But yeah. then what, what about like Tim Duncan in San Antonio? Texas isn't tucked away in the middle of nowhere. I mean, come, you know why? Because he's a little more boring. Yeah, but Russ, I don't think it's boring. He runs around. He scores touchdowns running. He's, pat, he's not that's a boring true. player. Like, he's married I, to Sierra. Like, married he is Sierra. pretty pretty off off the field pretty famous as well that's kind of funny because one of my tweets has to do with that Ooh, interesting uh which we're about to get to and for anybody that's newly tuning in right now this is our new format i love it we have three questions each for three minutes each and then we do five minutes on our one big question which today was belichick called russ underrated is he and then we get to the tweets of the week george yeah, um, but before we get to that i mean with this that's one big question into seahawks final score prediction I'm betting on the Seahawks this week at minus four, which is a, I know a lot of people will be questioning that bet. It's hard to bet against Belichick minus four, but I think, I think the Seahawks win 34 to 28. See, it's kind of funny. There's a reason I didn't take the Seahawks as one of my free money fives this week. You know why? Because they're playing the Patriots. No, because, well, yeah, that one, they're playing the Patriots. But two, my final, they're minus four. And my final score is Seahawks 31, Patriots 27. Four points. Okay. Well, I would push. Yeah. I would push my bet. I'll live with that. (laughs) Um, Well, we're going to get to our bets right after the tweets of the week. But here are our tweets of the week. Actually, after the tweets of the week, guys, we're going to get to the comments that we got during the show. And we're going to get to our our George's free money fives, his five bets of the week, and my steals of the week. Um, and I'm really excited for that. So let's get to... Oh, that was our timer for our one big bet, George. Our one big topic. Uh, <laughs> I say one big bet? Yeah, but it was one big question. But yeah, it was perfect timing. Kind of like that. It was good timing. Let's get to our 
tweets of the week, George. And we're going to start with... We need to get like a soundtrack where like, tweets of the week. Like, Is that how you want it? Like, you know, like those old like uh, 60s shows, like I Love Lucy, they have like that music. Tweets of the week. I know. We need some type of... Uh, we need some. We need some more sound applications here. Yeah. I'm a big fan of that. I agree with you. We need. We need. We need some of it. Uh, we're going with your first tweet of the week. Da-da-dun. I would let you read it because it's really blurry on my screen. Oh, I hope it's not blurry on everyone's. Or is that your connection? I don't know. It's from at Seagoat03 on Twitter, and it says. It's comparing Cam Newton and Russell Wilson's career, which is actually really interesting. Uh, Cam Newton, 126 career games. Russell Wilson, 129. Total yards, uh, 34,077 for Cam. 34,078, one more yard, by Russell Wilson. 242 touchdowns by Cam, 250 by Russell Wilson. And now is when the more of Russell Wilson stuff starts to hit, which is... Uh, turnovers 128 compared to 88 passer rating 86 for cam 101 for Russ record 69 55 and one compared to Russ 87 41 and one. But what's interesting is a very, very similar, very Mm -hmm. similar, uh, statistic line when it comes to touchdown and yards and the amount of games played. Um, it just, Russ has that accuracy, right? A little more of, uh, Little less turnovers and a little more accuracy. Yeah, and what I just one quick thing about this great tweet. The reason I also wanted to put this out there was, can you believe it? Russ has played three more career games than Cam Newton, and I feel like Russ is entering his prime, and Cam Newton is, you know, we was lucky that the Patriots signed him and gave him a job. But the Patriots might have re-entered him into his prime. True. Well, I think True. this week's going to be a huge test. Yeah, I think everybody's having fun with Week One Cam, but we don't know if that's going to be. What we're going to see. Exactly. My first tweet of the week, George. You see where that pencil is? For those that are listening on the pod, it is a video of... I'll read it first. Ben Fennell, NFL, said, Seahawks fans, you got yourself a damn good interior offensive lineman in Damian Lewis. He's going to have some highlight pancakes every week. Here's two of them. Highest graded rookie run blocker from PFF, 62 snaps at right guard, absolute road, absolute road grading people mover. Finally, offensive line needed it. Um, this was one of the most excited picks I, that I had from the Seahawks during the offseason. And this is a little video if you're watching. It's just Damian Lewis pancaking uh, people. You can find it at Ben Fennel underscore NFL. Um, and it'll be in our article on thesportsontap.com when I post the podcast, if you want to see all these tweets we're talking about. It is nice to see the Seahawks drafted an uh, offensive lineman that was the second highest graded, uh, or the highest graded rookie on PFF. We needed this. The offensive line still looked a little sketchy, right? It didn't look perfect the whole game, but you definitely saw an improvement compared to last year. Definitely. Great tweet. Um, not much either. Just love it. You're glad to see. I know. I know what your feeling is. You're glad to see that we got the right right pick on a uh, right pick when it comes to an offensive lineman. Absolutely. I don't know what's going on here. This is George's next tweet. Can you, I can not, I can barely read. I hope it's not blurry for everyone, but I don't think it is. 
Um, Is there one about Cardi B and Sierra? Yes. There we go. I can't wait until Cardi gets her Russell Wilson. Who do you think it'll be? And I just want to say real quick, Cardi ain't getting no one like Russell Wilson or anyone. Cardi B, man, she's, she's not to- Sierra. Yeah, not Sierra. So this girl, what, who, who tweeted? What's her name? Basie World. Basie World. Basie, Basie World. I'm sorry. This tweet is shit. Because Cardi B has admitted to drugging men and robbing them on camera. And you want to compare her to getting to a Russell Wilson? What, is she going to get a choir boy? She ain't going to get no choir boy. Bad tweet of a week. I just wanted to say that. Yeah, we don't want to read the rest of the tweets. I think she's mad that people were tweet saying what you're saying, it sounds like. <laughs> oh, I didn't even read the rest of the tweets. It looks like a bunch of complaints. She's like, I muted this because blah, 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 blah. AKA, there's probably a bunch of people like you saying, screw this tweet. <laughs> it's probably a bunch of Seahawks fans. <laughs> lighting her up uh my tweet uh, my second tweet is by at king danger russ i like that name i think you have one by him too i it might be the same one no it's not okay russell wilson is the first quarterback it's actually the second he said shit he's the second aaron Rodgers was first (laughs) but russell wilson is the second quarterback in nfl history to reach 30,000 passing yards with less than 4,000 pass attempts thrown. Incredible efficiency. Um, Now, Aaron Rodgers was the first, and obviously Russell Wilson's the second. And yeah, you know what? Incredible efficiency, right? I mean, and it goes, and the difference is, and this is not a shot at Aaron Rodgers, I prefer the way that Russell Wilson is efficient because one big thing that you all say about Aaron Rodgers is sometimes, I feel like you've told me this, sometimes he purposely is efficient where he won't even take the risk so he, he doesn't was, mess up his stats. Exactly. That, that's my problem with it. I think he's efficient for a reason, and that's like you said, he doesn't want to mess up his stats. It's like the guy who won't shoot a half-court shot at the buzzer in an NBA game because it messes up his field goal percentage. James Harden. A.K.A. James Harden, a.k.a. great work by Russell Wilson on this because Russell Wilson takes chances, but he is just so damn good that his accuracy really high. It gets highlighted. George's third tweet, I believe now, right? It is. Mm -hmm. There it is. Same guy, King Danger Russ. Wait a a tweet out some good stuff, my friend. Russell Wilson has three seasons of 30-plus touchdowns and 10 or fewer interceptions. This is tied for the second most in NFL history. Hashtag Seahawks. I just thought it was interesting. And I'm hoping this (laughs) three seasons, 30-plus, and 10 or fewer. I don't think that's Aaron Rodgers. No, it probably is Aaron Rodgers as well. It's probably probably Aaron Rodgers as well. Because of the 10. Rodgers and Brady are tied at six. There you go. Oh, and Brady. Okay. Rodgers and Brady. I knew Rodgers would be one of them because, of course, it would be. Samuel R. Gold tweeted, and this is more about our offensive line, which because if you know me, all I've asked for in the last couple of years, just like get a little bit of pro- I think most Seahawks fans, just get us a little protection. Yeah, I don't think you're like in the minority there. Like, But even this know. summer, George. Hot take. Say that again? Sammy, Sorry, that was Sammy's like Sammy's like, hot take. I want the Seahawks to protect Russ more. Like, yeah, I think everyone does. Although, I'm just saying, this summer there was a lot of, we want Clowney, we want Clowney. I was like, you know what? If we don't sign Clowney, how about we just use the money to go get Trent Williams like the 49ers did? That would have been more efficient. That would have. 
Damian Lewis, our rookie, guys, don't forget, our rookie, was the Seahawks' second-best offensive lineman per pro football focus. Uh, Dwayne Brown was the best. And I want to say that because we have Dwayne Brown, who, as long as he's healthy, is one of the one of the great offensive linemen in football. And on top of that, Damian Lewis, who is our second-best lineman, looks like already. I mean, second-best for the Seahawks as a rookie in his first game, no preseason. That's a huge thing. That's Absolutely. huge. And he was the best rookie offensive lineman in the NFL this week, according to PFF. I just wanted to bring this up again because it looks like our offensive line is making some changes. Mm-hmm. And not some changes, I guess. At least some strides is a better way to put it. Yep. Um, and nothing makes me happier. Oh, this is my fourth one. I apologize. It's all right. I just wanted to uh, give a shout out to Grant Goldberg. Everybody's probably seen his work on Instagram. He doesn't do just Seahawks, I think. He does a lot of teams. This is his throwback edit for Jamal Adams. First and foremost, I know everyone loves our jerseys right now. The, I don't these know are so just much better. better. These are so much better. I know everyone. I, that, that's probably that's not a good take, George. These days, I know I've said this before, and people don't like it. Don't you think these jerseys are way fresher? Way, way, way better. And if you don't see it, you're blind. That's how I feel. Like, even the blues. Yep. No, no, I agree. I agree with you, man. But, you know, not everyone has such uh, immaculate taste. So you agree with me? Of course. I appreciate that, George. I really do appreciate that. Okay. Absolutely, bro. So shout out to Grant. We post a lot of your stuff on Instagram. He's commented. He's a great guy. Two more tweets. Beautiful work. We have this one by George, by C. Donick. I, I thought this was cool. Uh, I have two more tweets, right? Is my fourth? This is your fourth. Okay, good. We've Remember, given, I skipped your fourth. Yeah, yeah. We've given Pete Carroll in Seattle a ton of praise for tailoring the offense to, Red, to Russ and letting him, quote, unquote, cook against Atlanta, and rightfully so. Let's also love, give him credit for what they did with Adams, altered the defense if it is strength and blitz more heavily than ever. So that goes to your uh, theory that they're going to blitz more. But I think against a mobile quarterback, they might not. But great tweet. I just thought a lot uh, underrated tweet because not so many people quote tweeted it, but the guy makes a very good point. Sometimes you just have to look at a defensive coach like Pete Carroll and just give credit where credit's due. Honestly, I'm giving them credit on both ends of the ball. Like you said, they not offensively and defensively did a great job this week. They did a Absolutely. great job letting – the offense cook and the defense cook, I guess is a good way to put it. Let Jamal cook. That's the new thing. Let's get that trending, George. Let Jamal cook. Uh, okay, more Jamal. Guess what? First of all, first and foremost, if you're not watch, if you're watching this on uh, on Periscope or Facebook or on YouTube, you'll see the video. He looks right as a Seahawk. Does he, does. he not? He really like, does. I know that sounds stupid, and I, and you might. Somebody might think I would say this about anyone, but I really wouldn't. Like, was that Dunbar? Dunbar just looks like a standard player that was just next to you him. You know who doesn't look like he fits on the Seahawks? But I really like him. He's just good, good player. Who? Diggs. He just doesn't look like it in the jersey. Like, I'm like, oh, he doesn't look right in the jersey. I know what you mean. But, like, this visor with Jamal Adams, the yeah. 33. No offense that. to Diggs, though, because I really like Diggs. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I so think he's my favorite players on the team, actually. But I just say he doesn't look like – I know what you mean. Like, Jamal looks correct. Jamal just looks right with the with the 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 beautiful wristbands, the way they're lined up, the visor, the color it is, the jersey, and those the white jerseys. Our white jerseys are the best. I love yeah. them. 
but Jamal Adams, 13 tackles, two tackles for a loss, one sack, two QB hits, two PU, PBUs. Can you tell me what a PBU is, George? A PPU? A PBU? Pass, block, upended. I love it. Uh, pass, I don't know. And a, and a win. But Jamal Adams looks right. Devontae at Tayhawks. This video just fits perfectly when I read the stats because Jamal Adams basically kicked ass the entire game. Last tweet, George. Finally, man, because I've been wanting this tweet to come up. Well, last but not you saved the best for last, and then we're yeah, going to get to our picks and our comments from today. And let's see what George, George. George has been hyping this up too much. I'm concerned. Because it's crazy tweet. When one of the most absurd stats ever, Matt Ryan is now became the eighth quarterback to throw for more than 400 yards in a regular season game versus the Seahawks under Pete Carroll. Seattle's 8-0 in those games. How does that make any sense? I'm going to have to put this up on Instagram. This is an interesting tweet. Um, I don't understand how it makes sense. But it actually explains a lot to me because I feel like a lot of the games that we end up losing is when we feel like somebody just ran the ball all over us. Do you know what I mean? Like, just think back memories wise. It's like some of the games that we lost is just when we could, like somebody's just running up the middle a hundred times and just kept getting yards and yards. It's very interesting that the high volume passing games, 400 yards, Pete Carroll's eight and no. Yeah. Just thought this was so interesting. I saw this tweet. I was like, no fucking way. I had to First it. of all, where the fuck do people find these stats? I know. Do you, it, was, it was like, man, Matt Ryan threw for eight, 400 yards. We won. Damn. Let me go back. Let's go back to every single game. I, I just wonder. Or did someone just like, he's like, we've been keeping stats for years. Like, oh, man, we were 7-0. and Oh, it happened again. Eight. Like, I don't know how you keep that. Yeah, Actually, this is my. That's, that's even better. Great work by Tim Booth. Tim Booth. Yeah. At by Tim Booth. Wow. God Boo. bless you for this tweet. Boo. What His that? ad is at by Tim Booth. Yeah, that's why I said I that. I said, great work. But yeah, it is funny. That's all. It's just funny. Oh, oh. oh, no pun intended in that one. I see what you're yeah, saying. I didn't, I didn't realize it until after I read his ad. Yeah. Were you wondering why I said at by Tim Booth? Yeah. And then you realized it? Yeah. Awesome. Well, those are... George, our eight tweets of the week. And if you're listening to this and you're one of your tweets, congratulations. If not, tag us at pod that, P-O-D that, and hopefully tag us at San Seattle. But unfortunately, right now, we're locked out of our account, which we'll get back shortly, hopefully. So we're if anybody's suspended. watching this, huh? We're not suspended. We're just, like, locked out for some reason. I was locked out on my personal for, what, two days? I got it back yesterday. Yeah, so don't be too worried about us. We'll, we'll be back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, George, do we want to do our picks of the week first, or should we read through the comments really quickly, then do our picks? What I was going to say is if people want to watch our picks of the week, maybe they should go on our Instagram where we'll release it tomorrow, or, and Twitter where we'll release it tomorrow on the pod, that Instagram and Twitter. Maybe we'll, just, we'll record it uh, separately after the show. Sounds good to me. And... I'm just going to throw up. I have no idea what Creepy Rocker posted here, but it's a Probably YouTube link. Probably a Creepy Rocker video. Preston Ashton said, keep up the great work, guys. Thank you very appreciate much. Appreciate it. it. West King on Facebook said, Hawks are facing a rough defense, but not rough enough. 27-13 Hawks. Love it. George George Valley, shout out to my to a good friend of ours. 
if the Seahawks start out like six and two or in a Super Bowl conversation, I think Buzz Ron Russ could match the Mahomes Lamar level. That's a good point. So you know how we're talking about like you know, he is slightly underrated still, maybe like an inch, but like we know everybody's starting to talk about him so much that if he if they do start off hot this year, he's gonna probably be talked about a little too much. Absolutely. Like Mahomes and Lamar. And George disagrees with me, kind of like you did, that he doesn't think the Hawks score 30 this week against the Pats. I didn't disagree with you. I said they were going to win 31-27. Oh, I thought you were disagreeing on how many points I said. You're no, just disagreeing you, that it's, it's going to be more Yeah, I just think it's exactly four points. But George, you might be right. It might be tough to, to score 30 on the defense. And Jacob West said, let's go, fellas. Stopping in on lunch break. Much love. Much Shout love. Shout out to Jay West. Seattle artist at JCB WST. Check him out. He was on our Seattle Instagram. He was rocking that Gary Payton. I know we all oh, love Gary yeah. Payton. Um, so if you guys want to find out our picks, you can go find it at pod that on Instagram and Twitter tomorrow. It'll be released Saturday morning. All the picks. George, what was your record last week? My friend one in four worst Woo! week. I, I always start off bad on week one because I, I need to get a little feel on what's going on. I was two two and one, which is actually not awful. I'll take it. Five hundred start the year. That's like a perfect five hundred. Two two and one with a tie. Hey man, you take it. You take it in week one. Yeah, um, I will say though, the only bet that I'm going to say on here is that I did take the Seahawks minus four. So just, I did not because I have them exactly when you bet four. So just shout out to me. Hopefully, I win my bet. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Much love. Uh, well, I hope everybody likes our new format. Yep, and go Hawks. Go Hawks. Episode 36, I believe I said earlier, maybe 37. I always should just keep it on the screen so I don't just always question what episode it is. But it is episode 37 of the Seattle Superpod, episode 648 of the That Being Said podcast, brought to you by thesportsontap.com. You can find us in multiple places, George, at Pod That on Instagram and Twitter for the podcast, at the Sports on Tap for our main brand, everywhere and at sont seattle s-o-n-t seattle for our seattle brand brand everywhere we appreciate y'all for listening we love you guys and what do you want them to do george tell two or three people about this podcast even one if you want to tell one you can too just tell some people about it so we can spread the word and maybe rate and review it wouldn't hurt we love you appreciate you and uh we'll be back sunday night after the games so stay tuned Peace. And if you guys like at San Seattle on Twitter, please, uh, at Twitter support. Yep. Help I already us get did. it back. I did. They didn't even answer me, man. What's the point of having an at Twitter support if you're not going to answer your people? Help us, please. <laughs> Much love. George, this is Sports on Tap, and this is Sports Radio. Redefined. 45-0, Go Hawks by Brian Timmons. Thanks. I hope so. Peace. I hope so. Peace.